When I think about open, I think about making data available in an open manner where anyone can consume that data in any technology platform that they choose. This podcast is brought to you by the team at Esri Australia. To get your hands on more short, sharp and immediately useful resources, head to the Esri Australia website and search for Goldmine. Welcome to GIS Direction's podcast series. I'm Tartanika. And I'm Josh Manman. And today we're talking about open standards and uh, playing nice with other technologies. Today we're going to be exploring uh, how open manifests in the context of Esri, what it means across the ArcGIS platform. We want to leave you with some practical insights into how you can take full advantage of Esri's different ways of working alongside other types of technology and other types of systems. With me today are Tar Taneka and my colleague Yvette Bevis as a special guest. Yvette's background before joining Esri is in academia and she has an interesting perspective from both sides of the fence, so I'm looking forward to getting her opinions. Guys, I'd like to kick things off by asking you, in an Esri context and with your particular twist on it, Yvette, what does open mean to you? How do you see open manifest in what we do at Esri? When I think about open and the Esri platform, I think specifically about making data available in an open manner where anyone can consume that data in any technology platform that they choose. Mta, how about you? So when I think of open, I think of free, easily accessible and easy to use. And I think of it from a very broad perspective of whether you are a user of the Esri platform or if you are just a GIS community member in general. So when I think open, it's gonna be free, it's gonna be easily accessible, and it's gonna make sure that whatever I'm using, whether it's the software, the data, or the standards are readily available. I'll direct this question at Josh. Does open equal free? That's a, a good prompt for dealing with perhaps the elephant in the room. I mean, clear, <laughs> clearly we work for Esri and um, Esri is not free software in general. But having said that, you know, we have a GitHub repo with 554 contributions Whoa. in it. I counted this morning. That's pretty um, cool. So, you know, there's a bit of free out there. I think, um, you know, realistically, we're not going to position ourselves in that context for what open means. I want to explore three different kind of manifestations of, of open. And I want to start with perhaps the most obvious, which is around open standards. From my point of view, I think if you ask people what open means, aside from the connotation with completely free, they'd say interoperability through open standards like OGC, WMS, WFS. Where do you see those standards being adopted most? I think those standards are adopted across industries and I think you're going to get a different answer depending on which country you're speaking about or which user group you're speaking about. For me, when I think about the open standards, and this is really is just a personal opinion, I always think of making data available for the benefit of the community. So in situations like the bushfires or the floods, whenever I think of open standards and making data available, that is what I think of. Making data available to the community to use for whatever they wish to, to use. I do think open standards are absolutely important and I have a lot of respect for the people who volunteer their time to develop and implement those standards. 
And I think the um, the notion of OGC standards, particularly what I see in our government clients, this is a non-negotiable. They have a charter specifically to make data available to everyone. And for that reason, sure, they can take advantage of what Esri can offer in an Esri world, but they have to be able to turn on OGC standards. It's just something that has to happen. How do you see people actually making that happen, Todd? I want to share some practical insights into how you actually get that done. Do you see people struggling with turning on those capabilities? I think uh, to a lesser degree, I think they do. I think um, it comes down to really the knowledge. Do you know how to turn it on and then to share it with the community? And what are your expectations as a user? I've had some really fantastic feedback and then some really drawn back feedback, if I can say so, regarding how that information is shared and how it's made public. Someone, you know, came to me at the end of a conference and said, I I love what you guys do. I love your software, your capabilities, what you make available, but there's always a catch. And my question, you know, to the user was, what are your expectations? Is it the type of data that you're having trouble accessing? Or is it the software that you're talking about that it's not consuming what you have available or that you're just not finding that data is interoperable between your platforms? Or is it really coming down to the standard? Is there a specific governing board who has set your expectations in what you should be able to consume and how you're accessing it? So those are three things that we lightly touched on and, you know, for them, they they walked away from that conversation thinking, there's a couple of things that I need to think about in terms of what am I expecting to get access to? Is there additional information or learning that I need to do? And is what I have available to me just not cutting it in terms of the platform? Pretty keen to know what you guys, if you guys have had experiences, Josh? I think it probably comes down to an education thing. I struggle sometimes in conversations with people around this topic, only because the starting point, the perception is that this is going to be hard. Mm -hmm. I don't think it is, actually. I mean, if you're a GIS administrator, then if you're publishing content through your Esri platform, then you have some fairly easy switches to flick that Mm -hmm. will turn on OGC capabilities and allow your web services to disseminate information in both Esri and and OGC formats. And I think the bit that's missing perhaps is, for me, that's still in a very raw form. I think you brought it up earlier, Yvette, but you were talking about, does everyone really deal in web services? Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. No, not everybody does. But you can take it further if you understand the options available to you. And I'm thinking here about ArcGIS Hub Mm -hmm. as an option. It's part of the platform. Yeah, Hub. This takes it kind of to the next level and allows you to surface this data in open forms to your community, which is really what it's about, I think, you know, making sure that you get it in front of people. You don't just end the conversation when you've published your data, you need to make sure it's in a consumable form. I think that's such a great point that you've brought up because when we think of hub, we think of open data, but then we also have open applications. So any user within the community, and that's a point that you brought up before, Yvette, about catering to the masses. It's not just about your technical user group, but it's about the user who wants to know about any updates to you know flood levels within their region or how far are those bushfires from my home? Do I need to evacuate soon? How are they getting that information are they technically savvy to be able to get a web service or a shapefile then create an application or do they need a map with up-to-date information presented to them that's easy to read easy to access easy to use easy to share i want to tap into something you just mentioned there you said the shapefile word 
Um, <laughs> that's a Desktop nice, user. <laughs> thank, thank you for that. It's a nice segue into the second kind of manifestation of open I want to talk about. That's data, not so much web services, not so much OGC standards, but data. And Shapefile's a, a good intro to that, and the, the Shapefile has become a, a ubiquitous way of exchanging data between different GIS systems, whoever they come from. And I think we do a pretty good job of this. We have our data interoperability extension, which is you know sitting atop of FME technology for working with 400 different types of data. In fact, do you still see that as a really important part of being open, being able to move data between file formats? Definitely. And I want to touch on your point that you made earlier, Josh, about is this going to be hard? And I think it all links together and it also links to what Ta was mentioning previously. So I want to first start with, is it going to be hard or it is going to be hard? People start off with that perception that, oh my word, I have to make this data available. I now have to use open standards they automatically think it is going to be hard. And I think that is just the nature of our industry and where we were a few years ago. Back to your last point about what Esri has done in this regard, my personal belief, and now coming from a more open source background, my personal belief is that Esri makes it really easy to make data available using the open standards. So I do question people's perception about, oh, it's going to be hard if they actually just took the time to go through it. And like you said, just flip the switch and you will have OGC compliant uh, services. I think that they will see that it is not hard. And I think that is a big stumbling block for many people when it comes time to make data available. Now, we might have some users who are recoiling in horror when we talk about how easy it is to do something. But easy to what? Mm. Easy to use? Easy to share? Easy to create? Do you mind if we just define that a little bit more? So I believe that every data owner or every organization has the right to make their data available to the public to be consumed in any technology platform. Right, right, okay? yeah. And I do believe that Esri makes that part very easy. And when I say easy, I mean, it's not a whole extra process. Like Josh said, it's a flip of a switch. And I feel that we have met our obligation in that regard. Good topic. We could have a whole nother episode about uh, <laughs> the more human side of the open data challenge, which is actually deciding whether to make it open in the first mm-hmm. place, but not for today. I want to steer towards my last uh, perception of openness within the Esri platform, and that is open to the developer community. So this is really exploring the thread of well, sure, we've got lots of capability out the box that can enable you to surface your data in these open ways. But what, what about what the product doesn't do that you want to make it do? Do you guys think, and let's start with Utah, mm-hmm. is that an important part of being open to serve the developer community so they can build out what they need to oh get my, the job done? Oh, my goodness. Such a good point. And absolutely, I think if we serve out tools that are readily available and ready to use for developers, Again, as a humanist, and I love children, I think of kids in school now when we think of the STEM curriculum, science, technology, engineering, mathematics, coding has come in as part of that curriculum. And if we make these kinds of tools available to our younger generations, how good is it that they're going to be able to code and to develop applications far beyond what we can think of right now? So I think it's absolutely important to be able to make those tools available and easily accessible and to make people aware of it. I think 
that's the, mm. the the biggest thing that I want to talk about. On that note, Yvette, have you, you two seen the new revamped developer help <gasps> page? It's yes. a pretty thing. It's dope. It's, oh my gosh, it's dope. I love it. <laughs> I want to be a developer so I can go and use those tutorials and, and that web page. It is awesome. I do agree with the point that we do need to make it available to developers. They are definitely a user group that we should address. But I think we must also remember that not all our users are developers. Mm -hmm. Some of our users are not comfortable with the topic of web services. And I know that the whole industry is moving towards web services, but we still have a very big user group that are desktop GIS users, and we mustn't forget them. I'd argue that part of that whole developer experience is squarely aimed at the desktop and extending things like ArcGIS Pro and ArcMap to do more, to do specific things. I mean, I, I come at this developer angle perhaps with a different view because I don't come from a GIS background. I come from a developer background. I'm battle-hardened by being faced with these less visually attractive but incredibly necessary system-to-system integrations. I kind of think that's where some of these developer options that Esri offer really come into their own. We're going to wrap up the episode, but before we do that, I just want to draw people's attention to uh, the website, gisdirectionspodcast.com.au. On there, we'll provide a bunch of links, which will take you to some of the uh, resources we've been talking about, like the developer site, uh, information on our OGC standards, compliance, and what you can do using ArcGIS Hub. And we wish you well in your endeavors around openness. Thanks for joining us and happy mapping. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the hosts and guests and do not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Esri Australia.